So, uh, Daddy. Yeah, man. You know, you know what Marvel's really doing to us now? What's that? They're literally just trolling us about the fact that we thought Mephisto was going to be in WandaVision, and now they're just trolling us by putting him everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to walk away and be in the other room. Excuse okay. me. Okay. Geekology 101. My name is Joshua. And my name's Diego. And today we're going to be sharing our thoughts on the Spider-Man Home No Boys. Way Home. Oh, it's, it's not no, Homeboys. No. You, you got to let go be, of it. I, I, it should be Homeboys because like what if Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield <laughs> no, show up then that's, it's a, a whole, it's a whole squad. They're no, a squad. That, of, that's, a Spider-Man. It's not, it's They're not Homeboys. It's not. Okay, no. okay fine. No, no way it's, Home. It's fine. Not home. All right, fine. They've already announced it. All right, fine. I'll give it up. I'll give it up. Now, we're going to be sharing our thoughts and reacting to the Spider-Man No No Way Way Home Home trailer. What a title. <laughs> but before we get to that, um, we're gonna we got uh, just a handful of news and reviews to chat about. So, buddy, you ready to get into that? News and reviews. All right, so, buddy. Yes. You went to Philadelphia. I did. You ran up the rocky steps. Yeah, and it was dope, and I and I felt cool. Yeah, you saw where Rocky happened. You saw where part of Creed happened. Yeah. Yeah. So you're a fan, fan of Creed, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It was pretty dope. How would you feel about Creed versus Kang? What? Well, it's it's been a, it's been announced that Jonathan Majors, the guy who plays Kang, who played Kang in the or rather He Who Remains, in the Loki series, is uh, line, lined up to be the villain, the antagonist of Creed Three. How do you feel about that? I mean, I think I... <laughs> <laughs> you don't seem too sure about this. What happened? Well. I mean... He's a great actor. I mean, he is, but, like, I guess I don't have anything against it. Oh, wow, okay, fine. I'll let them know you're approved, sort of, maybe? No, 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 like, I I think it's dope. I think it'd be pretty cool, man. Honestly, part of it, because he could add, like, a lot of drama to, to the antagonist role. Because mm. if you think about it, the first movie... We had just like straight up boxers. Yeah. Uh, that he squared off against. In the second movie, we had Drago, which is the but, which the, was good. He was very intimidating and all that, but he wasn't like terribly expressive, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like Drago. I feel like Ivan Drago and Victor Drago. Yeah. Like they're just kind of they don't really have right. emotions. Exactly. <laughs> so it'd be pretty interesting to give him a a, a a rival who is actually like outspoken you know <laughs> that'd be a, i think a pretty cool uh, a pretty cool pairing so and definitely jonathan majors could uh deliver because i mean the <laughs> man talked for like a whole loki episode <laughs> non-stop explaining the multiverse so I, I think i'm pretty excited about that i hope that it does come through in the end because um i'd love to see him like bring a, a new fresher kind of antagonist to that movie yeah. series all right um black canary in the dc universe remember her from um uh, Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. She was in that movie? Yeah, man. Oh. Jer- played by Journey Smollett. The, she had like... Did she have braids? I forget. But she was the one that sang and at one point she went she did the whole... Ah, thing. Yeah, Black Canary. I, I know the characters. I just don't okay, remember. fine. I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, so that character is going to be given a spinoff movie. One very cool thing about that is that she's actually going to be teaming up with Misha Green. Misha Green was the writer and director of a show called Lovecraft Country. Oh, yeah. Didn't Jonathan Majors in that? Yeah, that is correct. Yes. Excellent, excellent, excellent show. Really, really good show. She's going to be teaming up? Oh, like she does. So Misha Green is apparently, as of right now, she's set to write the movie of Black Canary. Mm. And Journey Smollett, of course, comes from Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country as well. Oh. Yeah. So um, so they're going to be teaming up together to kind of like bring this, this solo film to life for Black Canary. Got to be honest, I wasn't like asking for a Black Canary movie. Mm-hmm. But knowing that, I think Journey Smollett did a pretty good job with Black Canary in the movie. And knowing that it's Misha Green who's going to be writing the script, I know that the story is going to be meaningful. She, that woman could write. That show, Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country, man. So good. Well written. Um, so, yeah, that's going to happen. 
the Eternals trailer, the final trailer, so uh, they say, came out. How do you feel fake about Superman. it, man? Fake Superman. Fake Superman. That's all you got to say. Why is everyone fixating on the fake Superman thing? He's... It, the only thing that is that is making him not literally Superman is um is is if is if he doesn't have uh ice breath <sighs> like does superman have a monopoly on x on on laser vision and flight that everyone who has that is a ripoff i'm just saying there's like a dozen other <laughs> characters who do that stuff <laughs> uh, everybody's saying oh it's a superman movie or whatever <laughs> So is that all you uh, took away from that trailer? No, it seems pretty dope. Ah. Isn't it better than the first trailer? Yeah, the first trailer didn't really get me interested. Yeah. I was interested, but just because I decided to be interested, right? I was curious, like, mm-hmm. what this movie was about. I, I, It was really interesting, like, the um, that giant celestial dude. Oh, yeah, that they showed us in the second trailer. Uh-huh. And the alien guy that we saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know much about Eternals, like I've said before here on the show, but the sec- this second trailer legitimately got me excited for it. Like, mm-hmm. it looks like a really interesting movie, and I want to watch it now. So we kind of sort of like almost accidentally, not accidentally, but unintendedly ended up watching Jungle Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> that movie was definitely not in like my list of summer movies to watch. <laughs> Just like F9, the Fast and Furious movie. Oh, you watched that? No, I didn't. No. <laughs> Thank God I didn't. Uh, I just didn't. I, I, I'm so tired of that series. Mm-hmm. And the Jungle Cruise movie, it, you know, it was like, okay, The Rock and, you know, whatever. Emily Blunt, cool actors. But it just seemed like, I don't know, one more Disney movie up in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, we watched it because uh, Gianna... My daughter was wanting to go to the movies with her friends, so her friends were going to watch a certain movie, and then we were like, yeah, we got to watch something too, so we ended up watching Jungle Cruise. What did you think about it, man? I thought it was pretty good. It had really good, like, fun and action, Mm. right? Yeah. I felt like the movie really kept me entertained the entire time through until it got towards the end. And then when it got towards the end, it just started feeling so, like, cliche. Mm-hmm. Like the part where, um, the part where, um, where he, where he went back to life. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert, I guess, if you've been looking forward to Jungle Cruise and haven't been able to make it out there all summer. Well. Um, but yeah, there's a... <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that the ending is pretty cliche. Um, like I, I could, I kind of predicted that a mile away that that yeah. was going to happen. And I gave you a scenario where, where I thought that they could have been a little bit more clever with the ending mm-hmm. to set up, you know, a future movie. I think this is supposed to be a franchise, kind of like the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's up there with the Pirates of the Caribbean as far as like story. I feel like the world of Pirates of the Caribbean was so much larger because, I mean, they literally sailed anywhere in the world. Yeah, but with this, um, um, in this movie at least, Mm -hmm. The Rock's character, spoiler, is, like, tied to a a river. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like a curse of some sort that ties him and the villains of the movie ties them all to, like, this river in the Amazon. Yeah. That's the reason why he began a jungle cruise for tourists. (laughs) Yeah, so <laughs> Look, you can stay I'll, I'll give them. I'll give them this credit. I think that as far as like creating a, a, a worthwhile story out of a ride, mm-hmm. this is the second best thing that I've ever seen yeah. when it comes to that. The first one, of course, being Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, that, that, well, it was, no, actually, that wasn't a ride. That was a show, Pirates of the Caribbean. But this one is based on a ride, Jungle Cruise. Mm. Oh, really? Really, which one? Wait. Pirates of the Caribbean was based on a show? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Like a on a live show, I mean. Oh. At Disney. I thought it was a roller coaster. No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, what I remember is was like this. You know how you go there, you watch shows, and it's like a lot of action and explosions and things. Mm. Sometimes out in Disney or whatever. Oh, yeah. That, that's what I remember from when I was a kid. Hmm. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I think they did a nice job of trying to make some somewhat of an interesting story out of this whole Jungle Cruise ride. Yeah. Um, but 
Am I excited for any future installments of the movie? Not really. <laughs> Am I going to follow it the way that I did Pirates of the Caribbean? Not really. I honestly, it took me even, even with Pirates of the Caribbean, it took me a, a while to like want to get into those movies. Yeah. And I did because I started seeing the caliber of actors that the movies attracted. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? If it's bringing, up, bringing in these types of actors, maybe I should pay attention to it. And I did, and I don't regret it. I like that series. <laughs> it's good. I don't really even remember the... Wasn't there, like, a main bad guy for each movie? Pretty much, yeah. And then there's, like, intertwining stuff. Like, for example, if they continue Jungle Cruise, I know for a fact that Aguirre... Oh, by the way, first time ever... Yeah! ...that I see our last name in a movie... Aguirre! Yeah! The main antagonist was... His last name was Aguirre. So we kept on hearing our name called, like, throughout the entire movie. (laughs) I kept on, like, wanting to, like, twitch and be like, What? Who? What? Who's calling me? Huh? <laughs> pretty pretty cool to hear our last name in a film. That's that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, that um, that kind of concludes my thoughts on Jungle Cruise. Anything else that you want to say? Um, out of five no. stars, out of five stars, what would you rate it? Um, I'd rate it like a seven or eight. Out of five. Oh, five, five. Really? Five. Oh. <laughs> Is it that incredible <laughs> no. that you're like breaking the scale? No, out of five. <laughs> Out of five, I give it like a three or four. A three or four? Mm-hmm. I give it a th- two and a half, maybe. <laughs> yeah. It's that bad? It's not that it was bad. It was entertaining, but it just, I don't know. It wasn't all that interesting to me. In the end, especially. <laughs> it just wasn't all that interesting. I'll give it a three. I'll give it a three. Just because, you know, it's The Rock. <laughs> and he did a pretty good job carrying that movie, too. Yeah. Mind you, Emily, Emily Blunt, obviously, was, was uh, like, his co-star. They were kind of, like, the two protagonists. But as far as the male lead, I thought he did he did a pretty good job. And then, and then The Rock surprisingly looked good with hair. Oh, yeah. He appears with hair and, I think, a beard, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it actually looked kind of normal for some weird reason. <laughs> yeah. That was unexpected. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the uh, Jungle Cruise. Weren't expecting to watch it. We watched it. It entertained us. It was good. It fulfilled its role. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we're going to get into Spider-Man Homeboys. Oh, uh, wait, no, wait, wait, no wait, way wow. home. Okay, fine. No way home. Spider-Man No Way Home. Our reaction and our thoughts to the first trailer. We'll be right back. Yeah. Hello friends, Diego back with another Audible Library update. I'm patting myself on the back because I finally finished The Innovators by Walter Isaacson. This book alone was almost 18 hours long, but man, it was so much cooler to consume it via audio. I don't know about you guys, but personally, when it comes to biographies, I love feeling that somebody is telling me somebody else's story. Uh, I've also started a whole bunch of other books. Amy Poehler's Yes, Please, The Practicing Stoic, Rain Wilson from The Office. He's got a book called The Bassoon King. And I just downloaded that. I'm really looking forward to getting into that one. Uh, but I've got all these waiting for me on my Audible library. I'm already making my way through some of them. And you can do the same thing. Go over to audibletrial.com G101. Sign up for Audible. And your first month, meaning your first audiobook, is absolutely free. So you get to pick from Audible's library of thousands upon thousands of audiobooks and download them straight to your device, listen to them at your own convenience while you're driving, while you're doing chores, while you're working out. You can be consuming information, being entertained, being educated, learning all in audio form. So remember, go over to audibletrial.com G101. Enjoy your first book on us. And thank you for helping out the show. And we're back. Uh, so, buddy, let me ask you first before we get into our reaction to the trailer itself. Did you see the drama that happened with the leaked version of the trailer? No. <laughs> what what drama what drama happened with the leaked version of the trailer, man? So, so everybody knew that Sony was going to be at CinemaCon. There's a convention. Yeah. And um, people were expecting that the trailer might... Oh, no, I think they actually announced that the trailer was going to debut there. Oh. What ends up happening 
is that just like a day before, I think it was, mm-hmm. this version of the trailer leaks with unfinished VFX. How do people how how do people leak stuff? Well, in this case, so the people who get who get like the different versions of the trailer to review and approve or whatever, mm-hmm. they get it and like oh, there's a watermark, a big watermark all on the on the whole over the whole screen of the trailer, the whole mm-hmm. trailer. The entire time that the trailer's playing, there's this watermark with a person's name on it. Mm-hmm. And they do that so that they know if somebody leaked it, the name is like right there of the person who leaked it. Oh. <laughs> right? So then this actually had the name of somebody. And I don't know who it is. <laughs> it was like a foreign name. So like the <laughs> but it's crazy. The the leak that is still out there mm-hmm. it ended up being like a screen. Yeah. Recorded on a phone. Yeah. And then that screen was being was playing the video like that phone was playing the video and another phone was recording at what <laughs> So it was like a recording of a recording of a recording and the quality was terrible you could barely make out what was what was happening and you could literally see like somebody holding a phone <laughs> so weird and um I I need to watch that video Yeah and worst of all is that the visual effects weren't finished. Mm-hmm. So, like, everything was, you know, just over, like, uh, green screen or whatever. A lot of the shots. Everything was, you know, a lot of it was unfinished. So, anyway, this thing happens and then Sony is going crazy trying to, like, shut that down. Yeah. And they're just pulling it from all sorts of websites. But, of course, once it hits the internet, like, it's it's impossible. You can't stop it. Uh-huh. So, um I actually tried to watch the leak, mm-hmm. but then, like, I don't know, 20 seconds into it, I could barely understand what they were saying. I could barely, like, make out some of the stuff that was happening, especially the, the scenes with movement in it. Yeah. And I was like, forget about this. I'm, I don't want this to be, like, my first impression of this thing. I'll just wait and see. <laughs> the actual trailer? Yeah. And then, of course, I think as a strategy, again, they knew that they were going to reveal it in CinemaCon, but they weren't going to put it out for the general public yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as part of the strategy to combat that whole leaked trailer, they were just like, forget it. We just got to put it out. You know, mm-hmm. we got to show everybody because now, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's either the, it's either you went to CinemaCon and you saw the the actual VFX finished one, yeah, or you you're seeing like a very oh, did they actually copy. showed it at CinemaCon. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then afterwards, they posted, but it posted like late last night or mm-hmm. late late yesterday afternoon, I think it was. Yeah. And um, a whole mess of people, like, just, like, immediately took to YouTube and started reviewing it. Yeah. Um, And it was crazy. Like, everybody, every video that I was seeing of somebody who had, like, was doing a reaction to it, Mm -hmm. it was, like, you know, thousands of people watching live and stuff like that because everybody was, like, finally, you know, a Spider-Man trailer. A real trailer. Yeah. So, anyway, um, having said all that, we got the trailer. You and I have both seen it several times now. Yes. Uh, we've seen breakdowns. We've mm-hmm. seen people reacting to it. We've seen people giving their opinions to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we now... It's actually a pretty complete trailer. Mm-hmm. Like, we now understand what is... At least what the cause of the craziness is in that movie. Yeah, it's kind of like we see the entire reason that 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 the movie went all Inception. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that all you got? Yeah. What the heck? What do you... Come on, man. Come on. What else you got? I feel like... I mean, the trailer... What, what, what did you think about it? What did you think about the trailer overall? Give me your general thoughts. The trailer was not what I expected it to be. Really? I I, I did not expect the storyline that it showed. Oh, I'm curious about that. Tell me why. Because I kind of thought that the storyline... I, I Well, I didn't know that uh, Doctor Strange would have would like um would impact the storyline so much. Mm-hmm. I thought he would just kind of be like a character that was in it. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um and, and now now hold on, does that bother you in some way? Like is that a, a Oh no, I th- I think it's cool that he that he's like that he plays a bigger character. Oh, you do think so. Mhm. Okay. So <laughs> How do you feel about the story then? 
It, I think yeah? it was. I it was better than what I was expecting. Oh really? Yeah. All right. So I was worried about all these characters that have been like rumored that they were going to be in there. Mm-hmm. Mind you, the trailer only showed us, only confirmed a few of those. They didn't even confirm all of the yeah all of the rumors. Obviously, it wouldn't. I don't even know that even if like Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were going to be in this movie, I don't even know that Sony would actually reveal that. Mm-hmm. Um, then you've got other rumors like Matt Murdock, you know, Daredevil. Matt Murdock? Yeah, Charlie Cox from the Netflix series showing up on there. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know if that's going to happen yet. Like there, there's just so much. This movie has been like hyped <laughs> to such a degree that I was almost afraid that it wouldn't deliver. And this trailer was my first measure of whether it would deliver or not. Mm-hmm. I got to be honest. When I saw what the story was, and I saw the reason why Spider-Man was, or the reason that led to some kind of multiverse thing happening, mm-hmm. I, I'm not like all that excited like some people are. Really? Yeah. I don't know, man. Like... It seemed to me kind of. It seems to me, unless unless they're 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 playing me, mm-hmm. okay. Unless Sony and Marvel are playing me, and it's very possible that they are. My reaction to it was number one. It felt a little bit lame that How? Peter Park. Hold on, that Peter Parker would just go, and ask Doctor Strange to, cast a spell to do something so that nobody would figure out. Or so that nobody would would know anymore mm-hmm. that he was Spider Man. Well, that that wasn't actually his his words though. His words were, um, "My life got screwed up when Mysterio when Mysterio revealed my identity. Can you make it so that he never did that?" Okay, but doesn't that mean that he's he's asking him to do undo what happened? I mean, yeah, but if if he's asking him to um to make it so that Mysterio never did that, that doesn't mean to erase like May's memory and um and MJ's memory. Mm-hmm. Like that's not. <laughs> but uh, no, I understand that. And again, here's where we get to this point where like I don't I know this trailer isn't showing us a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Because it seems to me like Doctor Strange wouldn't just do something like this. I feel like he is smarter than that. Yeah, this seems so freaking irresponsible to me. (laughs) Like, to go from him being a man who is basically, like, saying to Tony Stark in Infinity War, if if it comes down to, like, protecting or saving you or the kid or the Time Stone... I'm saving the time stone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this dude is all about his mission. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for him to suddenly become a mischievous little uh, uh, wizard. <laughs> Delinquent. Yeah, it just seems like so out of character for him. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense to me. So the fact that he's just granting Peter Parker's wish here, either there's a lot that they're not showing us, or in my mind, this isn't Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Like, this really seems to me like somebody is um, pretending to be strange. No, I don't want to say it. I, I mean, I feel like we're all saying it. <sighs> Mephisto. Oh, boys. Oh. So, sorry. Oh, bro, thought, bro, bro. I thought we were going to take it back okay. to homeboys and reconsider well, that. Okay, fine, fine. But no, seriously, seriously speaking. All right, so there's already uh, people who followed the Spider-Man uh, comic book storyline for like the last decade or whatever have said that there's a storyline called One More Day. Mm-hmm. And that story is basically where Spider-Man has had it with having with suffering the consequences of revealing his secret identity back during Civil War. Mm-hmm. We're talking comics right now. Yeah. Right? In Civil War, Spider-Man joins Tony Stark's side, and is, as as part of like show a show of commitment mm-hmm. to the Superhero Registration Act, mm-hmm. he takes off his mask in a public news conference, and he confesses to, to like everybody, like, oh, my he name does. is Peter Parker. Yeah, I became Spider-Man when I was 16 years old, blah, 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 and he like reveals it to everybody. And as a result of that, 
suddenly his family and close friends were all like targets to his villains. Oh yeah, and then and then like Aunt May dies or something. Right, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff happens. So um a lot of people are saying that uh the whole plot so far of No Way Home is somewhat similar to this comic where he tries to undo all that. Mm -hmm. And And he tries to do it by going to Doctor Strange and asking for help, casting a spell or whatever to try to make it so that people don't know that he's Spider-Man anymore. Yeah. Um, But apparently within that storyline, what ends up happening is that he ends up making a deal with Mephisto. Mm -hmm. And Mephisto erases it all, but there's always the consequences, of course, right? It's not as easy as the devil granting you your wish. (laughs) So it's similar, Yeah. (laughs) you know? Um, there's a couple of things in there, like, you know, Devil in Disguise, that poster that someone's holding outside of a protest or whatever mm-hmm. for Spider-Man. Um, there's a, there's little hints there, right, that it could be, like, uh, something behind the scenes. I don't know if this is, like, Marvel and Sony trolling us. Well, I want to say I, I no. really think it is, I, though. Come on, man. I mean, like, they, I mean, they obviously know about the whole Mephisto thing, uh-huh. how... How everybody thought that Mephisto was the real person, but like pulling the strings in WandaVision, and then he had <laughs> absolutely nothing to do with it. And then <laughs> I don't know, man. I think that the I think that Sony and Marvel had such a challenge with trying to pull off what is seemingly going to be a pretty big movie mm-hmm. that throwing in something to just troll us. Yeah. Told us it seems kind of silly. I mean, does does it though? I don't know. My I, I don't think that that would be the motivation. I really, based on what I'm seeing, okay, mm-hmm. it it seems to me like that is not Doctor Strange. It seems to me like that is somebody pretending to be him, and Mephisto is a perfect person to. And I'm, I'm I sound I, I just to myself I sound so silly. Coming in here and talking about Mephisto and Doctor Strange, <laughs> you you do sound so silly. I just I, I feel myself going back to the Wandavision days. <laughs> I, I oh god, it hurts just to think about it. Um, but it maybe it's not Mephisto, but unless there's a reason why Doctor Strange is acting like that that we haven't seen yet, mm-hmm. it seems to me like this is an imposter. He seems to be acting out of character. He seems to be more mischievous than he normally is. It just doesn't feel like Doctor Strange to me. Mm-hmm. So, my theory, very early theory, right? Yes. But my theory is that whoever, somebody is pretending to be Doctor Strange. Yeah. The real Doctor Strange is lost in the multiverse. There's something that has happened that we haven't seen yet. Hmm. And Doctor Strange is actually lost in the multiverse. Somebody... Uh, stranded him in the multiverse, and this person is here. In like a random time in a random space, like yeah, anywhere? maybe like he's they're condemning him to like hop from from universe to universe, something that leads right into the events of Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Because I was thinking the other day, or actually when I saw this trailer, the Spider-Man trailer, I was thinking that it's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. Right. It's not and the Multiverse of Madness. He's in, in it, like he's kind of like submerged in it. And I wonder, is he in it by choice and not of his own control? Like, is he actually in control of his journey through the multiverse? Or is he being, like, ricocheted throughout the multiverse because somebody did that to him? Hmm. So maybe, so maybe, um, Multiverse Madness mm-hmm. is actually going to take place, like, in the same time. It might. Yeah, it might be that while while the events of of, of no, no way home are happening, there's something else that's happening in in the multiverse, mm-hmm. right? In other parts of the multiverse, and it just it just seems like somebody is is really is pulling the strings because <sighs> maybe maybe um maybe strange maybe because of all these maybe because of all these cracks in the timeline mm-hmm. due to what um due to what this um like fake strange yeah did maybe um maybe the reason that strange is in that multiverse mm-hmm. is because of all this stuff and he's like bouncing through because of all these cracks and tears in the multiverse it could be yeah i'm also starting to to like just become more and more convinced of the fact that the moment in wandavision when she hears her children mm-hmm that moment in Loki when the multiverse starts splitting. Yeah. Right? And when, when He Who Remains dies, 
that moment in this moment in in uh, Spider Man No Way Home when when this Doctor Strange and, and Peter Parker like finish that enchantment and something happens in the multiverse that it, that breaks something. Mm-hmm. I'm really starting to to just be convinced that these things are actually happening at the same time somehow. Mm-hmm. Because we don't know how long the after credit scene from WandaVision happened after WandaVision. Yeah, we really don't. We know that WandaVision happens before No Way Home, right? Like the events of the series. But that after credit scene could happen at any point in the future. Hmm. So she's been messing around with the dark hold. It seems like there's this massive event that just happens and cracks through the multiverse and several things are happening now at the same time. Hmm. That's my theory. That that WandaVision, I, I, that Wanda, like, messing around with that book mm-hmm. that we saw Agatha gave her, mm-hmm. um, that she might have... that the she Dark might Darkhold. Darkhold, yeah. That she might have done something with it that made... Maybe the, it's what she was doing along with what Doctor Strange was doing, along with what was happening with Loki and He Who Remains. Maybe it's, like, a combination of all those things happening at the same time. Like, it's a perfect combination of events for everything to just go crack. Yeah, and for, you know? like, all those things putting pressure on the timeline. Yeah. And then it just snaps and everything just lets loose and goes crazy. That's what I'm thinking. And then in the Multiverse of Madness, is that's kind of like the bottleneck uh, event that is going to, like, focus in on what the heck is happening and <laughs> what did we just do? Like, what is what ha- what comes after now? As if we needed anything more confusing in the MCU. Right. <laughs> And, like, we still don't know what, what happens in Shang-Chi. Uh, people who, who got, uh, critics and stuff, who got an early screening into the movie, they've said that there's, like, two or three after-credit scenes. Mm. And apparently they're important after-credit scenes. They're not, like, Captain America, you mm. know, saying, eat your Wheaties or whatever the heck he said <laughs> at the end of the Spider-Man movie. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not, like, funny things like that. Yeah. It's actually, like, meaningful after-credit scenes. So it all just makes me wonder... You know, could something happen in Shang-Chi that connects into that crack as well? Could something happen in Eternals that connects into that crack in the timeline and in the and in the multiverse? Mm. It just seems like everything is kind of headed towards that direction and that multiverse of madness is going to be, again, that thing that, like, tries to fix it all, you know? Yeah. Or at least that deals with the aftermath of it. If Marvel isn't headed in that direction, I'd be very surprised because... So far, it feels to me like the MCU, this phase of the MCU, feels like it's all over the place. (laughs) Doesn't it? Kind of. Like, there's so much, like, all the stuff that's happening in this phase Mm kind of is unrelated a little bit. Yeah, it feels that way. I think I agree with you on the part where... Um, on the part where this phase is kind of all over the place, but I feel like they could they could connect it with mm-hmm. with these movies. Anything dealing yeah. with the multiverse is, is... confusing as heck. <laughs> Take it from somebody who has read many multiverse storylines in DC comics and stuff. Oh my god, it gets confusing. Um, hopefully, hopefully Marvel does have a plan to bottleneck it all to kind of like rein it in. And to tell some kind of unified story moving forward. All right, now all the multiverse stuff aside, though, mm-hmm. there are some cool things about this trailer. There are. Yeah, it's most specifically the fact that we get several, uh, like several villains hinted, mm-hmm. and at least one villain confirmed. Mm-hmm. Um, well, two villains wh- confirmed, kind of. Who do we see? Oh, um, the electricity. Well, no, I, I was thinking about um, Green Goblin. Yes, that's true. That is confirmed because we I mean, see the the grenade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So so let's see. So we we saw completely Doc Ock. Yeah, which looked arms, amazing. The arms looked exactly like the movie, <laughs> like Sam Raimi's yeah. Spider Man movie. I thought that was so cool. Um, they definitely hit hit him hard with the de aging technology. I didn't really notice it that much. Really? <laughs> oh man, it stood out to me a lot, almost as much as Luke Skywalker and uh, at the end of the Mandalorian. Really? Yeah, man. I mean, I don't think I anything mean, Alfred, can be worse than that. <laughs> Alfred Molina is an older man, you know, like he's not a young guy. So he just, <laughs> I don't know. He even seemed like almost younger than in the Spider-Man movie to me. Really? Maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, uh, very cool to see him, man. When that arm came out, oh, <laughs> man, it's so freaking cool. I mean, come on, Doc Ock is one of the most iconic villains for Spider-Man. I would, I would say that Doc Ock... 
and Green Goblin mm-hmm. are definitely his most his iconic uh, ones. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Those are his like arch rivals, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Um, and then we see right there in that same bridge scene, we see one of the Goblin grenades roll mm-hmm. into view, and then we hear the uh, a uh, faint uh, laughter. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, and of course that is the laughter of um, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, who played Green Goblin in Sam Raimi's trilogy. Um, what else? We've got a lot of electricity scenes, <laughs> <laughs> plenty of uh, shocking happening uh, against like cops and things, um, and against Spider Man. I think it's obviously shocker. Oh, wow. N- nobody yeah. cares about Electro. Mm, yeah. Shocker. So that is Electro, one of the only people that has been confirmed, like officially confirmed, that he's gonna be that he was gonna be in this movie. Mm. Jamie Foxx reprising his role as Electro. Although he he the electricity isn't blue though. Yeah, he's not gonna be blue this time. He's most likely gonna be yellow. I wonder what are the, what they're gonna do with his suit, with his getup. Like, are they gonna bring him closer to the the comic version I, of him? I feel like I mean we've seen what the MCU can do with um with making original costumes that look kind of whack look cool. Yeah, for Like sure. with Wanda. Mm-hmm. So I think they can pull that off. I think they could too. Yeah, I think they could too. And they don't have to go like super bright yellow and green. They could go like toned down, like mm-hmm. more muted green and yellow colors. Yeah. Um, But I think they could pull it off, man. Uh, I don't know about the mask, the whole like electricity <laughs> <laughs> things coming out of his face. I don't know about that, but there are other versions of Electro. There's the ultimate version of Electro, which was kind of more similar to the one that they used in uh, Mark Webb Spider-Man's movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'm curious to see how <laughs> it is that, that Jamie Foxx plays him. The fact that the guy who directed The Amazing Spider-Man was Mark Webb. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so cool. Uh, then you've got uh, this scene that's like really dark, and it looks like the lizard is there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty sure it's very, very dark. Kind of hard to tell, but it looks like that's what that is. I mean, if it's not the lizard, then it's just some kind of creature. I guess, yeah. But it looked like the lizard. um, Maybe Scorpion. Oh, wait, no. No, Scorpion wouldn't be a creature. Although we know that Scorpion is in... The MCU, like he's in the movies. Although, the guy, yeah, there might Matt there Gorgon might be a variant of Scorpion that is actually kind of like a mutated. You're right. There might be. Yeah. Creature. And speaking about that, let's talk about that for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know how it is that these people factor into it. We know now that it's most likely caused by whatever spell gone wrong, Doctor Strange and and, and Peter Parker do. Mm-hmm. But we don't know where these guys came from. We don't know if they're actually the literal villains taken from those universes from the mm-hmm. Mark Webb universe from the Sam Raimi universe and dropped into this universe or if, if it's like variants. variants yeah so for all we know Green Goblin isn't going to be a dude wearing uh, like Willem Dafoe wearing he, like a mech type suit he might actually be like an actual goblin yeah he might kinda be kind of like kind of like in the comics and also um in uh Miles Morales yeah yeah, it could end up being that. Um, uh, we don't know. We talked about Electro already. The, the lizards kind of. I mean, they got him right in in the Mark Webb movie. Yeah, he the was Amazing the Spider-Man. lizard. Yeah, like I, I don't think you could. You I don't think you should stray from that. Like that is the lizard. Mm-hmm. Keep that. Um, so with that, we would have Doc Ock, um, the lizard, Electro, um, Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. We would be missing one. To complete, oh no, we're missing two to complete the Sinister Six. Mm, yeah, who who are the other two originally? It's varied, but um, I think originally Sandman. I think and Electro and maybe Rhino. Oh, I Rhino! I can't exactly remember. Uh, there was that cool um, Spider-Man PS4 scene. Yeah, where where it showed the Sinister Six on top of that tower, mm-hmm. and they were like beating up Spider Man. Oh man, that was an awesome. And scene. there was like Martin Lee, who was actually a pretty cool character. Mm-hmm. I think they should actually like. Um, I think they should put him into live action once. I agree. Yeah, he's a pretty dope character. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they could. I mean, let, let's see who is out there. What villains are out there from other existing Spider Man movies that they can pick from? You've got the Vulture. Yeah. You've got Matt Gorgon, uh, who could become uh, Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Mark Webb movies, you've got uh, Paul Giamatti, who played the Rhino briefly at the end. Oh, yeah. Remember? So we got him. We've got... 
from Sam Raimi. Dear God, don't bring in Venom. <laughs> we got we got a much better Venom already. But Sandman could be another one, bro. Sandman was like on point. I mean, we we did. See I like that, Sandman. We did see that one thing of like the like electricity and the sand like, yeah. going up. So it could be, man. It could be. Plus, when you overheat sand, what happens to it? It turns into glass. And that becomes a weapon that they could shoot at, you know? Mm-hmm. So who knows? Maybe that's what they were doing. But yeah, um, they have villains that they can pull from. You know, mm-hmm. if they wanted to like reclaim those and bring them into the MCU formally or into the Sony-verse or whatever that thing's called, um, I, I think it'd be pretty cool. How do you think... How much do you think these characters are going to be in the movie? Like the... Um... These villains, these Spidey villains. That part worries me a little bit. I don't really... Because when you think about it, what really... Where is this movie going to end up? Is this going to be like Doctor Strange and Spider-Man? I'm a, I'm working off of the assumption right now that Doctor Strange is actually Doctor Strange, right? Mm-hmm. Are Doctor Strange and Spider-Man making this mistake, mm-hmm. cracking open whatever part of the multiverse... These villains come in, and then what they're trying to do is like, okay, we did the multiverse thing. We can't reverse it. Let's take care of these villains somehow. Or are they going to try to reverse the multiverse thing? Mm-hmm. And their villains are just going to be like a temporary thing? Yeah, exactly. I Wouldn't that suck? I, I want the villains to be like... I want them too, in man. In the movie. Yeah, I think it would be incredible if those villains remained. I mean, however, however, we- think about this. Jamie Foxx is young enough to keep playing Electra for, for a while. Mm-hmm. But you can't really say the same about um, the guy who plays Doc Ock. Yeah. And I think even Willem Dafoe mm-hmm. might be a little bit too old to be playing an action-packed villain. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I really don't think that they... If, if they're going to have um, Green Goblin be like a creature-based Doc Ock... You, you don't need I a don't lot think, of action from the actor, right? Yeah, I, I no. Well, I was gonna say I don't really think they need to use Willem Dafoe that much. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, you're not gonna have to demand a whole bunch of action from him. Is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Yeah, so that he is 66 years old, but dude, the voice, the guy can voice act all day long. <laughs> I feel like Willem Dafoe could like. So do... he could absolutely voice a, a CGI version of um, of the Green Goblin. I just, I don't know. I feel like. Um... I feel like it will be weird to to hear like a human voice on like a coming out of that beast goblin. Uh huh. Yeah, and the beast goblin um, that we're talking about. Uh, I think the first time that we really see the goblin like be a monster that that um, Osborn turns into mm-hmm. is in the Ultimate Comics. In the Ultimate Comics, yeah. he actually becomes like a Hulk looking creature. Mm-hmm. It's like a like a like a real version of the goblin. And he shoots fire from his hands. He doesn't have, like, grenades or anything like that. He's not tech-based. He's, like, he, magic and, he's like, an power-based. He's actual, based. like, creature. Yeah, he is. I I read all the Ultimate Comics all the way up to the death of Peter Parker. Um, my thoughts, my feelings were always mixed on that version of the Green Goblin. He felt a little bit too Hulk-like, a little bit too, like, driven away from the whole tech thing. I kind of mm-hmm. liked the Goblin with the speed, with the... Um, Depending more on technology. Could he fly? He could with... He had, like, some kind of... Eventually, he got some kind of... Uh, what is it called? That's speeder. No, like the the goblin version. Glider. The goblin version. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He eventually got some kind of glider, I think. Oh. But before that, he was just, like, kind of like Hulk. Like, jumping very far, climbing up buildings and stuff. Hmm. Um, what so, he if- just felt very, very different from the traditional goblin. I would love to see... Have you ever seen the camera test... That Sam Raimi's team was doing when they were trying to see how the Goblin was going to be come together for that first Spider-Man movie. No, they actually did a mask, an animatronic mask, really, of the Goblin that looked like the Green Goblin from the comics, and really? they made it move and stuff. Yeah, you got to check wow. that out. Yeah, for those of you listening, go YouTube at YouTube that at some point. It's really really cool. I think, and like the whole thing is like really articulated and moves, and it's really creepy looking. Something like that would be interesting. Hmm. But again, I go back to my point. Alfred Molina, Willem Dafoe, kind of old, you know, getting on the old side. I don't know that they'd be able to deliver for very long. I and think- Norman Osborn, sorry to interrupt you all. Let me finish this, yeah. this quick point. 
Norman Osborn is not important in the MCU, in the Marvel Universe, only because of being the Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. Norman Osborn as Norman Osborn He's is important. very important in the, in the Marvel Universe. Like He is a very key villain. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about the guy who created the Dark Avengers. <laughs> and like he took on the persona of the Iron Patriot in the comics. Really? Taking the place of Iron Man. And he turned Venom into replacing Spider-Man. And he turned Bullseye into replacing Hawkeye. And he turned uh, Hercules, I think it was, into replacing... Hercules? No, not Hercules. It was someone else. Fancy. I forget. But, but some other big godlike being to replace Thor. Like, he created this alternate version of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And they became the official Avengers for a long time. Oh, really? I thought yeah. they were just, like, the Dark Avengers. No, no. They became the official Avengers. Like, they were the ones that the, like, governments would go to and stuff like that. So, speaking of Norman Osborn... Yeah. I wonder... I wonder if we're ever gonna see him, like, just his, like, version mm-hmm. in the MCU. That's what I'm saying. So, like, if you go with Willem Dafoe, you're now talking about a 66-year-old man, actor, and yes, he could play energetic and all that stuff, but he's not going to look like a younger, tech genius type of, you know, conglomerate CEO that we know from the Marvel comics and, like, cartoons and stuff like that. So I feel like the the life, the shelf life of that Norman Osborn would immediately be, be, be cut. Well, you, you're not going to have him around for that much longer, you know, being able to, like, go full force. I don't well, know. I, Maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? Well, what I was trying to, like, make the point with mm-hmm. is that, like, I wonder if we're going to see the actual version of Norman Osborn, like, that is in the MCU universe. Not from this, like, split <clears throat> universe. Yeah. I don't even know if Norman Osborn is a is a person. No, not yet. In the, he hasn't in the been MCU in, universe. No, he has not been introduced yet. He hasn't been introduced yet. And that's what that's why it's so important. Like, if... I think one of the best things that could happen mm-hmm. is that Marvel and Sony make a deal mm-hmm. because of this whole multiverse thing that's going on. That after Multiverse of Madness or something like that, both Sony and Marvel Studios are able to use same characters, but they're now just operating in different universes. Hmm. I almost feel like that would be that would be a better solution because then Tom Holland isn't going to play Spider Man forever. Like uh-huh. eventually, Sony's going to bring in Miles Morales, and he's and they're probably going to tailor like four, five, six films around Miles Morales. I think. I think they. I, I, I think Sony should give when they do that mm-hmm. if they probably if they probably will do that. Mm-hmm. I think they should give Tom Holland to Marvel. They're not gonna do that. What? They're not gonna do that because they know that Peter Parker is one of their most valuable IPs. They're not gonna surrender Peter Parker. They're gonna keep him there as some sort of mentor role for Miles. They're going to keep him there to save the day in one of the movies. I, I honestly feel like Peter would would kind of be, like, the same age as Miles. I mean, they, they're, they're always... They're normally portrayed as him being a little bit older. I mean, yeah, but what is... How old is he? Like, uh, 16, 15? Who? Peter. Right now, I think he's, like, seven, 17, 18. Oh. Something like that, I think. <laughs> Hmm. Man, uh, it's so tough, that whole Marvel and, and Sony thing. <laughs> it, it just messes things up so much. But honestly, again, I would prefer, because Sony has the rights to the Sam Raimi, they have the rights to Mar- the Mark Webb movies. Let them go and play over there. You know, let them keep on exploring that universe. Let Marvel explore variant versions of those characters. Like, I don't care if they're separate. I don't care if it's not played by, by Willem Dafoe. I just want that character in the MCU because he's pretty important. I think it would be pretty cool. I think so, too. One of the things that I'm kind of mad about... Yeah. ...about, like, uh, No Way Home is that I I want to see... I don't want to see the versions of these villains from other universes. I want to see the mm. versions of these villains from from the MCU universe, mm. not from not from the uh, Mark Webb trilogy or the Sam Raimi trilogy. I want to see them from the MCU. 
That kind of makes a lot of sense for you to be saying that because you didn't grow up, grow up with associating Andrew Garfield as your Spider-Man, mm-hmm. right? And Tobey Maguire was technically my Spider-Man back then. You know, like he was the one that I was excited for because, oh my God, Spider-Man's finally coming to the big screen. But you didn't grow up with that. I mean, yeah. But... Like really, you've seen the movies, mm-hmm. but your Spider-Man, I think, is Tom Holland. I, I feel like, um, yeah, I guess so. Am I wrong? I mean, like if you had to pick a Spider-Man that was your Spider-Man, I don't think you would pick Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire. I feel, I, 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 I feel like Tom Holland is a better actor. Mm-hmm. I feel like the other ones were kind of like, they weren't bad at acting, mm-hmm. but they were okay. I definitely enjoy Tom Holland more as his version, his version of Peter Parker than I did either one of these other two guys. Tobey Maguire always seemed to me like too old to be playing a high school kid. Andrew Garfield seemed too cool to I, be I, playing Peter Parker because yeah, Peter Parker Peter was Parker's never Peter Parker's like cool. a nerd. Yeah. Um, Tom Holland, I think, strikes that balance. Like, he's, yeah, he's super smart and all that stuff, and yeah, he's a superhero, but he's like, you know, building Death Stars out of Lego with his best friend. <laughs> that's right there, you know? That's, <laughs> that's kind of like a modern-day geek superhero right there. But I, I see I see where you're saying, and I honestly don't disagree with you, because I feel like this generation deserves to see its own version of Doc Ock. I- and, and, and you guys deserve to see your own version of Green Goblin. And honestly... Willem Dafoe was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like him, his acting, his voice, his craziness and all that was awesome. I feel like but Willem Dafoe as, was good enough to be like a joker. Yeah, he would have been. But him as like dressed in the Green Goblin thing, I never liked it. <laughs> I never liked the Sam Raimi Green Goblin, like the, the, the suit and all that and the mask. I never, never liked it. I always thought he looked like a Power Ranger with a weird mask. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Um... The acting, again, awesome. Voice, awesome. But the actual look of Green Goblin, to me, was a failure. Then, when we're talking about Doc Ock, I freaking love that Doc Ock. Like, he I, was dope. He was awesome, man. Spider-Man 2 will forever remain one of my favorite superhero movies. It's good. And, it, and it thanks in huge part to Alfred Molina's version of Doc Ock. I think a new version should come out. Mm-hmm. I really do think. I agree with you. Like, I feel like the MCU should have its own version of these characters, but as long as Sony owns the ultimate rights to those characters, it's whatever they decide. I, I honestly think that, like, even though even though Sony is really the one who has the rights to these dudes, mm-hmm. I honestly think I'll, I'll, I'll always see Spider-Man movies as Marvel movies. Well, I mean, they, they kind of are. You know, I mean, they are Marvel characters. No, not only that, but I'm saying like they they are connected to the MCU, right? So mm-hmm. luckily, we got that much. I think best case scenario, Disney buys out Sony, and the problem is solved. Yes, they bought out Fox. Wait a minute, Why does not that mean buy Sony? That, does that mean that they'll have PlayStation? Ooh, no, but they could buy Sony Pictures only. Oh, the I movie making studio. I honestly think that PlayStation should mm-hmm. become its own brand. It kind of should, right? Because oh um in in Miles Morales PS five mm-hmm. um in Miles Morales PS four because we have the PS four yeah um it it says PlayStation Studios really mm-hmm. oh because that's a game that was created by PlayStation I guess yeah that's cool yeah I don't disagree with you man I think Sony should probably become uh, PlayStation should probably become its own brand it's kind of like Ram and Dodge mm-hmm. how Ram used to be a model within Dodge a sub brand or whatever and then and it became then its became own brand. yeah yeah kind of like that it's earned it. Uh, but anyway, that is um, that is something that I think we're just going to have to wait and see. How much of a role do these villains actually play? Are they meant to be temporary and being, be just like fan service mm-hmm. for the old fans? Or is it actually like they're trying to bring them and making the official versions of those characters? Okay. I would lean more towards wanting to eventually bring fresh versions of those characters yeah, instead I, of the old ones. I think it would just be so cool to have... To have new versions of all these dope villains that we've seen. Yeah. Maybe we could have um, a different take on Green Goblin. Like, mm-hmm. we could have that Beast version. Right. Um, you know where the problem comes in, though? What? That, for example, um, Dr. Octopus, mm-hmm. Doc Ock, 
you if you bring him in in this movie and Tom Holland Spider-Man sees him, understands who he is and whatever mm-hmm. or learns who he is, then we lose out on the opportunity for to have a cool storyline similar to like the PS4 Spider-Man game oh. where like Doc, Dr. Octavius became a mentor to him, like a father figure almost and you had that drama that played out in that video game. Oh. When he finally became Doc Ock. Like, now we don't have that, right? Because Tom Holland Spider-Man would have already seen this guy and known as, like, okay, if I ever meet a guy called Otto Octavius, I'm not going to trust him. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know why, but for some reason I'm thinking about the Into the Spider-Verse Doc Ock. Right, the the female. Mm-hmm. Maybe right. it could be something like that, where like where it's a, like a, a a totally different version. Maybe. I mean, it doesn't have to be changed into a female, but there could be something like drastically different about him. Right. I really, I think that the cleanest thing that you remember how when we were talking about the mess of the DC DCEU mm-hmm. and how this is like months ago. Yeah. And how the cleanest. Cleanest move forward would probably be to do a Flashpoint Paradox storyline mm-hmm. where, they... where that kind of resets the entire universe and then they can, in a more organized way, rebuild the universe from scratch. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is that same opportunity for Sony and Marvel. Like, they've come to a point where it's very clear that Sony isn't going to give the these rights back to Marvel. Yeah. Marvel has built its entire universe. Sony can only play within it to a degree. Marvel can only touch those characters from Sony to a degree. I feel like at this point, the best thing they could do is like use this whole multiverse thing to amicably part ways. And be like, all right, now we're gone. We played together for a little bit. We're going to be heading out with our people. Let's make an agreement of what characters we can and can't use from each other's thing. Mm-hmm. And you go and you're playing your own universe. We're not connected anymore. Because otherwise... Like, Sony's going to be shooting itself in the foot, man. Because they have the potential to go and tell many, many cool stories. Yeah. You know? They could go into Spider-Verse. They have so much stuff that they could tell for Miles Morales. They have so much stuff that they could tell for uh, Gwen and Spider-Gwen. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Hopefully, hopefully, they get a clean cut from this and they're able to go and start telling cool stories without messing things up further. Because (laughs) it could get messy. It could get real messy. All right, any other part of the trailer that we haven't discussed yet that you think is important to chat about? Um. <laughs> what? We we believe that that the Spider-Man's power may have something to do with the fact that that the male spider can <laughs> hypnotize females. <laughs> yes, my spider lord. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, it was very exciting to finally get the trailer. I know that people are gonna, people are going to be dissecting that thing <laughs> for months until that movie comes out. Oh, and it did say December seventeenth. It it did. Uh, yeah, December thirteenth or seventeenth, something like that. So yeah. I'm guessing if they put it on the trailer, that means that they're committing to it. They're yeah. not going to postpone it. Hopefully, not going to postpone it. <sighs> Hopefully what they deliver is something that is entertaining. It's a good story. Hopefully uh, all these cameo characters don't end up taking away all the camera time from Tom Holland. Hopefully it's still, you know, Peter Parker's story at the end of the day. I mean, hopefully all of the people that that we're excited for get good camera time. Yeah. Hopefully they all, hopefully none of them steal time from, like, another character. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to all of you for listening. Remember, if you want to support the show and get yourself some cool swag in the process, head over to Imaginoise.com. You're going to find a bunch of swag that celebrates podcasting culture as a whole. But also, if you click on Geekology 101, you'll be taken to our exclusive area for G101 designs. We've got our first design up there. It's I I Kang Even. It's a t-shirt available in blue, purple, and green Kang colors, and it's all meant to celebrate the villain, or at least one of the villains, that is going to be pulling the strings behind this new phase of the MCU. So get you one, you'll be supporting the show, and we will love you forever. If you want to learn more about us, or if you want to contact us via our contact form, go over to geekology101.com and scroll all the way down to the contact area, or spend some
some time getting to know a little bit more about us. The new site is going to have a whole bunch of cool f- uh, photos of me and Joshua throughout the year. So you yeah. can see us, you know, being geeks back <laughs> in the day. Yeah. So go ahead and check that out. Or if you prefer to contact us through more traditional means. You can hit us up at g101podcast at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll catch you in the next episode. Careful what you wish for, Parker. Game over. Imagine noise.